how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hey! Fucker! Ah! 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 Why would you show that to people? I um, <laughs> because it has to be seen, sir. <laughs> it okay. needs oh, to be man. seen. Another another great episode we got lined up for everybody. Rabbit and Red uh, live radio live, and uh, we got uh, Heather Harlow. She's joining us this evening, and uh, hopefully permanently. And um, the awesome Frank Farrell. How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, our pleasure. Oh, and I can't forget the beautiful face that we got over here is Normal Cody. We I keep forgetting him. Normal Cody. <laughs> Easily forgettable. <laughs> but he was Never. born that name. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Frank, uh, I'm glad you, you came on and uh, we reached out to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I know... Me and uh, Cody talked about this movie, uh, Street Trash. It's one of our absolute favorites of uh, that you're involved in. You're a producer. Absolutely. And, of course, for people that didn't know, you were the guy that just got his junk cut off in the clip. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, for people who need to know, yeah, that's that's a fact. Um, in fact, we're, we're, I, I don't know what, how many platforms are you, are, you're on. I mean, are you, like, are you on YouTube? Uh, yes, this is live right well, now. What's or... great is, is that YouTube censors a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, Street Trash. I have a feeling that that copy of Street Trash, if it wasn't your own VHS, it looks like it was taken off of whoever posted it most recently on YouTube. Yeah, it okay, was. Okay, well, uh, that, you know, <laughs> that happens. Um, but Street Trash is a movie that was originally could have been if we had gotten a rating on it, it would have been rated X, and it was released oh, yeah. unrated, and it was considered you know strong stuff even for people used to strong stuff. <laughs> In, in the year and at the time it was released. Yeah, I can't believe you guys got away with all that. But here's, the point, here's the point. It's now show, YouTube never censors it when it's put up, and they're not going to censor what you just showed because they won't grasp what it is. Because I guess, I guess they've got computers that are looking for certain kinds of images that they can ban or that you know they, they can't release to the public. And the scene that I'm in doesn't really – it's not going to make sense to any computer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're like, what do we ban human here? Beings, but... <laughs> but it's far worse than you know near nudity. 
Yeah, that's true. No, and in this movie, you know, during my, you know, journeys to the the video store, I never came across Street Trash. The only uh, I came across this movie like 5 years ago. I found it oh. on something streaming and I came across it and I'm like I I just felt like an idiot. I'm like how did this not hit my radar, you know? Yeah, I, well, I mean, if you're a horror fan, I would have to ask the same question. Just be it actually uh once it went uh, uh to video, it sold pretty well. It had a limited theatrical release. It was originally all midnight shows. The company, the company, uh, well, it was Vestron Video actually. Uh, they wanted it to be a cult film, so they decided to uh, put it out as a cult film. They didn't seem to realize you can't like claim to have a cult film unless you have a cult. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. ultimately, why? It, it took a number of years, but the film is now, uh, you know, is now an, an '80s horror standard for for a good many people. Yeah, finally getting it to do. Deservedly so. Yeah. Well, I think, it's, I think it's had it to do for, I mean, to tell the truth, Street Trash has gotten like love almost continuously since the time it was made. There have always been people who were serious fans of it. Um, it was a film that was considered, you know, kind of alienating for people. I mean, even for some horror fans, they they felt it was a little too much. I think because we were we were doing something kind of irreverent and comedic that was about a serious subject, which is the homeless. But at the yeah. time, the, homeless, the situation you'd see in the film of homeless people on the street was very similar to what it was like to be in certain parts of, of Manhattan and Brooklyn, which is where we shot a good deal of the or most of the film. So, uh, Heather, when when did you come across Street Trash or have you seen this film? Yet? Um, <laughs> um, no, I have not. Oh, uh, really? Oh, okay. I'm okay. going to watch it tonight. <laughs> Like, I'm going to correct that. It's really I'm sorry. crazy. Um, I grew up in the 80s and there were, I was always at the video store and they're just films that I just seem to have never heard of. Um, yeah. But um, now I'm like, oh, they're new to me. So this is great. No, um, so it, like, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, the, the thing is, uh, it's, uh, it's something that's still, I think a lot of people who are, especially people who are just like more aware of mainstream horror are not, aware of it weren't aware of it until a certain point i think when it uh when it came out on, on dvd and and, and blu-ray ultimately it started to really get out there and uh it has uh like a rab you know a, a rabid following i can't you know i can't really yeah. put it any other way um it's and it, it's been around for a while and uh the film has uh how can i put it is probably in some ways less offensive than it was considered at the time, but in other ways, much more offensive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was HBO before HBO. Well, it was, it was done sort of deliberately to just, it was just, you know, it was an exercise oh, in yeah. bad taste as John Waters called his film, uh, Pink Flamingos. Um, you know, it was just <laughs> sort of designed to like be, you know, any wild thing you could think of almost might be in this film. Yeah. And, and it, uh, it was explicit in certain ways. Um, although what's interesting is it's about people who are drinking, uh, you know, a, a, uh, uh, an, uh, uh, bottles of old booze that is, uh, yeah. causing them to melt from the inside out. <laughs> Don't drink it. Don't you drink that. What's the worst happen? <laughs> I, 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 I love it. It's like Viper bottle. It's very authentic. <laughs> uh... You like it? Uh, Frank. Uh, and I am, um... It was awesome because our producer, Mike, he sent me the Blu-ray 
he knew that I liked this film. And right. I got to see uh, one of the special features that had the short film that inspired right, the film. Right, right, right. And, oh. and Viper in that was called Thunderbird? Well, it was because it was done as it was essentially a student film. It was not intended to be released theatrically or anything. Yeah. It, it was done and, it was done in the within the context of a class at the School of Visual Arts, but at the same time was sort of the uh, you know, the the calling card to try and get a feature film going. Well, and uh, you know the what what I saw in that film was pretty damn good for like a little student film. I mean, even no, some I mean, of the the, Jimmy, the ideas transferred. Jimmy Muro, who directed uh, Street Trash, I mean, he just, uh, he's now, he's been a, a famous Steadicam operator in Hollywood for many years since that time. And uh, he always just, he had a very good eye and he had, uh, you know, a real sense of, of, uh, of uh, he loved films, he loved horror films. He, uh, he was uh, very enthusiastic and packed with energy. And I think uh, for, a, a, for a first feature film at the age of 19, I think you can't help but be impressed by it. Oh, yeah. And from what I understand, the making of this film was basically guerrilla filmmaking 101. <laughs> well, extent, no, I, to tell the truth, we had a lot more leeway than a lot of low budget. I mean, oh. there, are, as you know, that you know, there are low budget films made for like literally almost nothing. We had, uh, we had, for instance, we shot 35 millimeter, not 16 millimeter, which was the option at the time. We uh, we had a fairly fleshed out crew not the most experienced uh, necessarily but we uh we had all the people we needed to make the film without undergoing too much stress uh we had a headquarters at the junkyard where the film was uh you know mostly shot and uh we had a lot of support really so i think you know we did all right the budget ultimately clocked in at around i think a half a million dollars or so oh wow um, not bad for the 80s well yeah, I mean, it, at that time though, you got to realize people were making all kinds of films for any kind of money, and it was it was not always easy to, to determine what they were making them for. Because if you're a filmmaker, you may have reasons to lie about whether it was a high budget or a low budget. Yeah, true. Um, can, I, I'm going to go to the comment section real quick, Frank. I I like to yeah, acknowledge ahead. people. <laughs> not everybody pays attention to, your, to their comment section. Oh no, we we love we love everyone that's in the comments. Oh, yeah. We so love their they, action. They, they uh they come in, but anyway, uh, Terry Gerald says, "Hey everyone, hi Frank." Um, Morgan Wellborn is a uh, independent movie director. He's got a film that's going to be right. I, and Morgan was on the uh, he he made a few comments in the uh, interview I did about a, a week or two. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, and I, and I know of him, and I know, and I'm aware of his films. And um, if Morgan, if you're listening, you and I should just probably talk sometime because I'd like to hear more about what you do. Oh, there, you, heck yeah, yeah. And Morgan, he's he's always in our chats. He's a real cool guy. Very supportive of us. Right. Uh, Tyree, my co-host for my other show I do, said, can I borrow your Mr. Po do you mean borrow me or borrow the Blu-ray that I have? I don't understand that. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> I, okay, he could be drunk already. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, Paul what? Rasso, my buddy Paul Rasso. Um, Sci-Fi Sideshow host on B-Movie TV says, I was lucky enough to see it in the VHS days. Yeah, and... <laughs> Oh, there you go. Morgan Wellbird said he'd love to, Frank. So, okay. Who well, knows? Y'all, y'all get together. And... Are, are we friends on Facebook? I mean, uh, you know, I mean, feel free. I'm very open to 
conversation. You you know, and that's one thing, Frank. I thought that was really cool of you. Is uh, not a lot of people do that. You know, they're like, I don't know who this is, but you. Now, hold you, on a second. Are you saying like filmmakers that you've talked filmmakers. to? Filmmakers. Uh, most filmmakers are really cool. They will be your friend right. or, or or comment or whatever. But a lot of some people just don't. You know, they're just like whatever, and yeah, but, they just I, move I, on. Certain, but is it certain people in certain professions or or? I think it's just. Uh, I know I reached out to another director once and pretty much got shoved to the side and and uh, i think an actor i mean because I mean, I mean, look i i hear this all the time that there are people who might have gotten some minor amount of celebrity and you know they have some you know they have fans etc and they've you know they've got a career that of some sort going but that their egos are you know the size of, of mount everest that they they can't be yeah from, from you know and i've i've met people like this and i i understand that i mean it's, it's if you work in the entertainment field you meet people like this all the time and ego is ego is one of the things I object to most in, ter- in filmmaking because it's it's rampant and there's nothing you can do about that. But there's a lot of power and glamour and oh, bullshit. Yeah. mostly it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're finding out a lot about all that, all this stuff coming out. Uh, Tyree, oh, the Blu-ray. Yes, you can borrow. You need to come to the studio and watch it, sir. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm arguing with him. I got an interview to do. Go to sleep. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right, and and that kind of that kind of discourages you a little bit. But most of the time, I think it's people. I don't really think it's the people. I think it's whoever's like their publicist or something. Sometimes mm. they they're like the gatekeepers, and they kind of keep you away. And it's not like I reached out to Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp or something. You know, it, 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 you know, it's a someone that I I admired or I liked how just, they did I mean, it. For me, just to summarize, I um, street trash. Like as, as I was, you know, you know, sort of talked before. I mean, street trash has been recognized. I feel for a number of years. Uh, my other film, or the the most infamous film that I, I've had anything to do with, is uh, Spookies. Yeah, that uh, was a you know when I made it, it turned into you know with my I had two partners, Tom Doran, Brendan Faulkner, who co-directed the film. We all wrote the screenplay. I was the producer essentially, and uh, we had uh, you know I mean we had a chance to make our first feature film at that time, and so we took it. But it was it came with a price, and we we you know we made a deal with the devil, as they say, with somebody. Yeah really difficult i don't know if any of you have seen the documentary about spookies uh no i haven't uh, i i, I haven't seen, seen the film I, I recommend it. it's really a, an interesting story overall but it, it was the first time that we had gotten to explicitly say hey here's what happened to this film we made a film uh we had an argument with the backer he got conned by another director uh or actually someone who was a fairly famous porn actress at the time and uh, he uh, was convinced that 60% of the film he had should be thrown away and new scenes should be put in. Oh my and that would have, that's what happened. And that's, uh, I mean, have you guys seen Spookies? Is oh, seen yes. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Frank, I, 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 I like to, you know, kind of see other interviews and stuff. And I've seen you in other interviews. Uh, and and I, I didn't really want to bring it up because I know it, it, it is a sore subject at some points. Feel free and, to bring anything up. <laughs> I, I just don't want to be annoying. You're like, oh, God, here's another show asking me about this dang movie. 
But you know, oh no, right. I mean, I, I'm used to being. See, I told you, Poe. I told you. Go away, Mike. Go away. I'm used to being asked a lot of the same questions. I, I'll, I know. I'll be answer. I, I kind of want to do. We try to do it different here because okay. I know that it could be ad nauseum. You know, you just oh, here we go, same question. And I love spookies, and and it is, it is, it is a mess. <laughs> But it it's a fun mess, and it's and, and right. it's an enjoyable mess, I think. See, and and, and myself and my partners are the, ultimately we were very troubled by what happened to it. It turned into an, an entirely different film. Uh, and as my uh, partner Tom Doran said, I mean, he said, you know, if if it had, you know, if if this hadn't been done to the film, even if it was a mess, at least it would be our mess. We could accept responsibility yeah. for it. Yeah, and we can't do that entirely yeah yeah i haven't seen i haven't seen the document behind or the documentary uh yet but i I did recently watch uh watch uh joe bob covering it on the last drive-in and just right right just hearing about what you guys went through with that man (laughs) oh that that would be a hard pill to swallow it was truly uh an ordeal just because i uh you know i i was you know as i said i was you know i was the production manager and central producer I was working like 20 hour days and I, you know, I mean, I'm not joking. I was just, I, I couldn't sleep. I had just that I'd be the first one up in the morning and the last one to sleep at night <laughs> every day. Oh, and I had, you know, I mean, I, I had to keep man. production going and uh, at the same time, you know, be in the office dealing with all that aspect of it and the paperwork, et cetera. Uh, and it was, uh, it was, I'd done the job before, but never on a, fe- a feature film from start to finish. So it was, yeah, that was your baby. And then, then I, your baby got took away. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. I, and, and it's man. actually, as I, as I said, like street trash spookies, you know, we at least had to work a manageable budget. You know, we, we could do things we had, you know, we could shoot in 35 millimeter. We could get, uh, you know, ultimately we got really lucky because i think we made, we had made friends a few years earlier with some special effects creators and became you know just you know got tight with them and wanted to use them in any project that we might do and uh ultimately spookies happened and we had the people you know right there uh you know we had to like uh bring in some additional people eventually and uh eventually i mean we uh the film is known for its monsters and special effects probably more than anything else uh, created primarily by uh, Gabe Bartalos, uh, who, who went on to do uh, Leprechaun and uh, Basket Case, <laughs> so, and all the Basket Case sequels, uh, is uh, Frank Hannenlotter's go-to person for, for that sort of thing, uh, and Jennifer Aspinall, who went on to a career winning like Emmy Awards for Saturday Night Live, among other things. Wow. Uh, so we had, I mean, we got people who were at the very start of very prolific careers. That's so cool. Cool, cool. Um, uh, wasn't it filmed? Uh, wasn't the, the, the house, the filming location, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't that uh, a, a historical monument? It's, it's the John Jay Mansion in Rye, New York, in Westchester County. And it's, um, we sort of helped to get it declared a historical monument, and you know, meaning it was going to be preserved and the state would have uh, some jurisdiction over it. Because at the time when we went there and we knew it was there and we went to the person who, that, who owned it at the time, owned it. And it was this, not just the house. It was a huge piece of property, including uh, an, an another huge house, which is where we put up most of the crew. Uh, actually, put up people. We had, we had, we, I was, among other things, I was running a hotel because we had the crew staying at the, at this one house where we had the office and then the other house where we shot the film. So, cool. um, 
Uh, um, but but the, owner, sorry, the owner just wanted to get rid of it, sell it off, sell the property. It's you know tear the place down, and uh, we had to go through sort of a screening with the county to get permission because they were worried we'd do some damage to it because they wanted to preserve it. But eventually, just the fact that we brought a little notoriety at the time, I think, pushed it towards becoming a historical, uh, uh, you know, monument of historical site, which it was declared a, a couple of years after we shot. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go to the chat real quick. Sorry, Frank. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to the chat. I, sometimes I just go on and on. No, no, <laughs> no, uh, we, no, everything's interesting. I just, uh, I don't want to ignore these people because they are fans of yours as well. Um, let's see, Paul Spookies is awesome. You see cool. the Joe Bob Briggs rap about it, <laughs> about Spookies. Yeah, that that's one of those things that like, <laughs> I, I took, it took me a while to actually be able to absorb that. And be able to like think that what, someone would actually do it. Uh, yes. I, it, it was a very it was a Joe Bob thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, I can't our... I can't disagree with the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> our uh, buddy Morgan Wellborn, he said, Frank, do you have the original footage you shot for the Spookies? Would you make a re-edit of Spookies if you could? No. First of all, if we could, if we had the footage. That would have happened like a while ago, <laughs> uh, and that and that's how the the recent uh, the Blu-ray release. Had, well, actually, it's two years ago at this point. Uh, but uh, that we would have done that, and the, and the story of its making and then its reassembling would have been a, an even bigger story. But that that didn't happen, from what I know and what I, I learned subsequently, because uh, the the actual owner of the film turned out and, and at one time myself and my partner tom doran had made a real attempt worldwide to search down and track down who currently owned the film because we knew it had changed wow. hands a few times from from one company to another and and then we sort of came to the conclusion that it went back to the original backer uh at some point and that he now had it and we had wanted to try and at that time get rights ourselves and release it on blu-ray because nobody else had the film only got one video release back at the time of its its uh you know right after its first uh, release it was first it was in theaters for a while and then it it went to uh, vhs hmm. and uh since that time like 1986 87 it really uh had not been seen on video in this country until two years ago wow that's crazy oh um let's see we got lonesome Lin lonesome lenny he's uh he's an awesome fan of Every show and, and I have to tell you, I was I I, I want to add to that that simply yeah yeah go ahead go subsequently ahead. learned uh, from the actual mouth of our our backer that uh, all that footage was destroyed. It was just, really yeah. I mean, you have to realize that's the the standard was almost always the standard practice. It's like you get everything you wanted. I mean, the studios, the big studios had big storage vaults and could afford to keep a lot of films because you, you know film has to be stored at certain temperatures and, and humidity and you can't really put it in in the wrong climate uh but uh it's you know at, at like the film labs and people who made films you got rid of all that stuff the fact is though now that if so, if that stuff still existed i mean there are lots of certainly famous films that if you just said all right well, here's two feet of Citizen Kane. Well, would you be interested in that as a collector's <laughs> item? People would flip out. <laughs> you know, of course, it would be nitrate film and it would be flammable. I wonder how many films have done that where 
you'll never see him again. Like you missed your chance whenever it showed. Well, and it's interesting because I once I was walking down the street in Manhattan once near uh, like what was called the film district where they were editing houses and equipment rental places. And I saw a, a trash bin like full of like just like loose 35 millimeter film. And I went to check it out and it turned out it was like uh, scenes from uh, Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull, which he was <laughs> cutting at that time. So these came direct wow. from the cutting room. And so I grabbed like, you know, a bunch of this stuff. And, <laughs> but that was, I mean, that was astounding to find something like that. And, that, you know, and I think like, you know, any, you know, any fan of that movie would, would think it was really cool to have that. And, uh, but, you know, it was trash. That is, that's nuts. And now, you know, if they, they just, you know, get rid of everything. Well, also, <laughs> like, I've also realized because um, there, you know, there are, uh, as I just talked i talked to someone earlier and really emphasized how how the horror community is i think like the you know major film community whether you know online or off and maybe always has been for a long time that they're you know the fans are are more vocal they have a community they have a, a real you know sense of what they like they drive the market to to a certain degree certainly for for you know horror and other stuff uh you know because it was only like maybe uh, I went to sci-fi and, and comic book con and movie conventions for years before the Hollywood studios sort of decided, oh, maybe we should participate in these because they come to see our movies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right. I mean, uh, some of the stuff I heard, like Fangoria started out like in just some small room and then it just like blew up. <laughs> well, well I mean, you know, so, so many things do. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's always, uh, there's been this community, but the thing, I feel it's sort of, uh, uh online and uh you know i'm on facebook primarily uh i've just discovered that there's an enormous amount of support and people who who want to sort of uh you know do what they can to participate in in movies that are being made there's probably there's definitely more independent low budget micro budget feature films being made uh in with that are horror and within what i call you know just the community and it, you know, because they they're sort of interacting with each other. They're looking for other people who might help fund their films, etc. But I don't know of anybody who's doing the same kind of stuff with, uh, you know, with comedies or, or or musicals or or dramas. It's it's not happening, yeah. to my knowledge. I, I mean, there are you know right. I mean, there are a few other genres and stuff being made. I know a guy who's going to be making a western soon. So uh, that you know that goes on. But horror, I think, is unique in terms of uh, what the fans do and, and the lengths they go to. Yeah, well, an example. I mean, look at all the last over the last five years, all the uh, pretty uh, good quality Friday the Thirteenth fan films we've got. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah, the increase in in fan films that I've noticed is is kind of amazing, and uh, and I've seen fan films that I think are better than in some cases the films that they're they're being inspired by. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when they're going to do a fan film of street trash. Like when are they, <laughs> when's someone going to tackle that? I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a, a couple uh, of, of, and, and there are a number of milk movies from what I'm told out there of, of, by fans. Really? And spy, you know, they're not direct references necessarily, but they're inspired by certainly. I mean, there's, a, there's other feature films that were really inspired by free, street trash. There's uh Body melt, uh, an Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it basically, I guess, started that whole subgenre. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's the thing. It's, it's like you know, there's there was street trash, and then once there's another film, it, it's a genre. Yeah, you're right. I body melt, and then um, golly, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I just I, I 
I like practical effects, and that's pretty much what you had to do to make you know something like Street Trash at that time. At that time, it was the only way, and we and, were really. I, I could, you know, I could, I could flatter us and say we were pioneering, which we were in certain ways with those effects. But at the same time, it was just like totally shot in the dark. We didn't know what was, you know, <laughs> we had to experiment a lot. We had to, you know, sometimes fail and do things again. And uh, yeah. it, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't just happen. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's a special effect. You have an idea in your mind as to how everything should work and how you've designed it and created it. And, and then you're on the set and there's a, there's a crew and a camera. And then, you know, anything might happen. I think one of my one of my favorite scenes. I bet a lot of people have this favorite scene is, is the toilet scene. That is just that is just insane. That whole scene and that actor that was doing that. I mean, he did a great job. And I don't even think he was an actor really. I think he, that was like his first. No, he was thing. a friend. He was a friend, and I and I think he was uh, a teacher of uh, of Jimmy Muro's, the directors at the School of Visual Arts. Oh wow! So he and and this was like he just did it and. And I, I just, I, I just he love the idea. And, and I thought, you know, he, I think he's one of the better, uh, you know, the more like authentic characters in the film. I think you're right. Yeah, for sure. And and that toilet melt, as I was just, um, I should, I, I, I should mention the fact that there is an upcoming book that's going to be uh, uh, that is in the process of being written about the making of Street Trash. Awesome. Uh, we'll definitely be looking for that. I've been talking to the author and and. Uh, and I learned to my surprise that I'm apparently the most knowledgeable person with the best memory on what happened during the making. <laughs> hey, it was the eighties. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was very, I mean, to tell the truth, making spookies and street trash, and they were very different experiences in many ways. Uh, spookies was a lot more pressure because I had uh, a, 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 a financial person that I, I had to deal with. Uh, Street Trash, there was a tremendous amount of support from so many directions, so it was a lot more pleasant for me. But um, they were both extremely ambitious films in terms of, like, they, you know, we wanted to, with both films, I'd just do the most fantastic job we could. And I think we did better than a lot of people with both films, ultimately. Oh, absolutely. Mm, absolutely. You know, I, I, I think uh, the fact that we cared, you know, really... A lot of people make films... And all they're concerned about is their paycheck and their credit. And I, I've never looked at it that way. It's like, you know, we just, we want to do something that we feel feel good about, that we feel, you know, re some real sense of accomplishment, especially when you're communicating, you know, getting it out there and, and the audience is responding to it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I only got the chance to sit with an actual audience and watch Spookies a few years ago. And that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That had never happened before. Even when That's I awesome. first yeah. saw it, it was a it was in a near, near empty theater in Times Square, and you got to see people's reaction to it and have fun. Well, it's, with it's it. not just they didn't have the you know understand they didn't have the reaction that, that just a, a standard audience would have. They were all specifically there to see Spooky. <laughs> oh man! So you know you're getting a positive reaction from the crowd. So. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I can understand. I mean, it's, if I had not made Spookies and I just happened to see it, I would probably be very amused by it. But I have different emotions that have gone on through the years, and for years it was a just a uh, you know like a, a a weight on my entire you know plan to to become a filmmaker. Uh, 
uh, that then you know also my you know my partners too they, they was you know we, we figured once we got our first film made because in those days if you could just prove that you could complete a feature film and get it into theaters there was a great chance that you could raise the money for for other films yes and we after the film was sort of transformed and we felt really you know at odds with it we could we didn't want to accept responsibility for a lot of problems we felt it had um and so I to tell the truth, I went through a long time where I barely ever mentioned Spookies to anyone. <laughs> uh, kind of like Don Coscarelli with uh, Beastmaster. Uh, well, yeah, and it's not, and, and yeah, he got that movie was, took away from him, and he say people would <clears throat> people would come up to him all the time, tell him how much they love Beastmaster, and he, he didn't want to talk about it for the longest time. But he said, "Well, it's really frustrating halfway decent, and you're really making every effort, and then someone takes it and turns it into something different, and you know, you just." You don't, you know, what what you were trying to bring to the screen just doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's uh, and and usually when it's done, it's done by by people who are sort of, you know, not concerned with anything except what they see as the financial prospects for the film. So, uh, other than other than a book, do you have any other plans for anything? I mean, uh, writing anything, producing I, I'm anything? I'm just finishing a uh, Spookies follow up film, which. Uh, has sort of uh, it was something I talked with with uh, with uh, Tom Doran years ago. He passed away unfortunately just a few years ago. But Tom and I were st still collaborating. He was a really creative person, uh, and he he was for a long time actually unconvinced there was any interest in Spookies and that there was a cult about around it. Or <laughs> he, he, just, he couldn't see anyone wanting Spookies, <laughs> and he I mean like seriously he would like start yelling at me. <laughs> uh, but eventually he sort of, be, you know, he succumbed to the fact that people kept wanting to talk to him about it, etc. And uh, he unfortunately, you know, he passed away around 2017. And I, I wish he was here to see this because he felt this was that Spookies had scuttled his career. And he eventually, uh, you know, he became, he never gave up. I mean, he kept, like, just like myself, we still wanted to keep going. We had all kinds of projects that almost came into being on, on numerous occasions. Tom was an artist and was constantly doing uh, you know, artwork and design work, and I have—I still have reams of that, I, I, which I occasionally show on my on my Facebook page. Um, but um, oh gosh, I'm, I've lost track of what I'm talking about now. <laughs> no, uh, and you're talking about Spookies, a follow-up to it. Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, that would no, be the perfect time. A script that's about nine tenths complete. I'm just actually finishing it up oh, wow. uh, right now. Very cool. And it's insanely ambitious. It's like more. It's going to cost more than Spookies. It's going to be another rubber monster movie. Uh, cool. That's totally. That's what we need now. We're getting all these <laughs> legacy sequels to the big slasher franchises. Let's have. Yes. Well, yeah, you could call this a legacy sequel, even though there's even, not even a though most people never, never saw Spookies until a couple of years ago. Well, you probably have yeah. some some people that are very talented in and have grown up watching this and knowing that you will do something like this would probably jump on board. Like I want to be a part I, of well, this. No, no, no. I've had already. I have a script. Well, I'm a little concerned about how much it might cost. I think it's really good. I think it does something that no other monster movie has quite done in, in the same way. Uh, and I think, uh, and it's a horror comedy, I should mention. Intentionally, yeah. Whereas, that, <laughs> it became a comedy once it fell into other hands. Really. 
<laughs> You're like, it wasn't originally supposed to be a comedy. Well, but... <laughs> I mean, there was humor in it, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't intended to have two stories that co that conflicted with each other and made no real sense. Yes, Mor Morgan says <laughs> we need original movies. Yes, and, you know, and I've said it, and I'll say it a million times, the, the independent community, those are the ones that are coming out with original stuff. Yeah. I mean, original well, ideas and well, look, especially when you're working with very, very low budgets, you can afford to. You can, you know, because you're not your primary concern is not making in most cases is not making a profit. It's just can I get this film made and out there and and have people see it? True. You know, I mean, you'd like to make a profit. It would be great for everybody to make a profit. <laughs> I know. Also, the distributors now are ripping everybody off left and right it's like if you've got a film and you don't have a reputation you know you're likely to just get offered the same you know like the same no return to you contract where your distributor <laughs> will see any money that comes along but you won't true uh lonesome lenny this is such a wonderful insight into the horror genre uh father mahoney says yo yo and hi producer <laughs> mike uh father mahoney has a couple of shows on our network so hello father Mm -hmm. Fresh, fresh from his vacation a week ago, so <laughs> he, he's he's gonna be coming out and doing some more stuff. But I'm glad he's in the chat. Um, but yeah, Lonesome Lenny, very very awesome guy. So he, yeah, uh, that's that's what I love about talking to people about this is I get insight of what happened. I always like to hear the making of things and and you know the trials and tribulations well, of making well, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean the, the, I, that's why I really re tell anybody uh who's interested to, to check out the Spookies documentary. Uh it 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 uh won a Rondo award the the year the Blu-ray came out. It uh is pretty uh well uh I mean it, it covers almost every major aspect of of the problem <laughs> that we had uh there were a few things I guess we didn't go into to save people a certain amount of embarrassment, but we, I mean, we were pretty honest and direct about it. And it was just, it was such a pleasure to get to be able to, to get our story out there after years, because for such a long time, everybody who would review it, uh, you know, primarily online would just give a wrong accounting of what happened because they had heard some rumor somewhere. Yeah. Instead you know, of going I mean, straight was, to the for source. Years, it was said that it was, you know, it was two different films put together. It was, you know, it was uh, <laughs> one film and then, and then they took it apart and then put, I mean, it, it, there were many, many, many stories, but, you know, ultimately it was a film that was, you know, re turned into another film for like what I have to feel were unnecessary reasons. Very true. Well, I, I know I've, I've, you educated me on a lot of this stuff, man. I'm, I'm glad that you wanted to come on and talk to us. I know you said you kind of have a time limit and some stuff's going on. Yeah, I've got like another uh, 15 minutes if you... if you. Uh, no, I, I mean, uh, if, uh, Cody, uh, if Heather, if they got some more questions about anything, I mean, uh, I, I'm open to it. Oh, uh, I... Get all at once. Yeah, your, uh, I guess, most recent film... Uh, Hell of the Screaming Undead. <laughs> there, what I was talking before about the micro budget films, etc., made by a guy named Dustin Ferguson, who you may know of. Yes, oh, I know Dustin. who he is. Dustin. Dustin makes like many feature films, all like you know little micro budget things. He has developed a a you know an industry unto himself, really, in that he'll just do almost everything. And uh, the amazing thing is he's 
got this good he's had this going in such a way that he's got he does a certain number of films a year he he makes a living he uh he sees a profit on these little movies because they, i mean if the, if your budget is a certain level you don't need to to have 12 million people see your film uh but he's but he's done great and he's been a major supporter of mine from years before before spookies even sort of uh, came back as it has and uh you know i admire what he's done it's it's uh it's something that uh a lot of people are trying to do and a lot of people are, are uh looking you know they're trying to raise uh you know they're doing crowdfunding or they're they're putting out a lot of stuff uh i mean you know like i know morgan has has uh, had stuff that i've seen his his uh campaigns for so i i i know uh you know there's lots of folks out there and the community is very supportive because especially fans love feeling Absolutely. they have participation in something that somebody is making oh. yeah you fans know. are more than ever um happy and excited and willing to be part of the filmmaking process and it's yeah really, and I, I think it's great um, because I, like i said it is. i don't see i mean even though i know there are other indie films other small films being financed like this and there's a lot of stuff uh being talked about on social media that the horror people i just don't see anything like it anywhere else and i i'm i'm sort of surprised that it hasn't been picked up on by by like mainstream hollywood or something to a greater extent because this is really if you if you look at what's out there now and the most popular movies i mean all the movies that when i was younger and i was a fan and i used to go to these conventions etc that people look down on and look down on you if you like these things, it was considered, you know, childish or, or yeah. <laughs> whatever. This is all the major Hollywood stuff now. Yeah. Well, like comic book movies. I mean, exactly, exactly. Who who would have thought all of this, you know, would have, I mean, that all that would have turned into what it is now, even the horror genre, you know, well, we just had a couple of films come out that, you know, people are rebooting or whatever you want to call it, but they're, they're noticing people that, you know, hey, this is gonna. This has a fan base, but then there's also you know people that are you know love street trash or any other B movie that came up during that time. Right. And I, I mean, eighty seven was. Uh, there's some crazy movies that came out of, in that year, and I'm glad I, I I'm glad I stumbled upon this one. I really do. And cool. and you know I, I I I wanted to say you know I guess our video store, like we had blockbuster and we had something called Hollywood video. I don't know why I never saw this. It drives me nuts. I, I sleep away I mean, camp, I, uh, you know, uh, horror. Well, I, mean, high, what I know street trash, there. street trash told sold well, Vestron, uh, uh, which uh, put it out through their subsidiary lightning pictures, uh, told us they did great with it. We actually, at the time we, we got an, a deal, you know, we, we sold like all the American rights for a really good sum and, and made a profit just from that yeah um paul rasso uh i'm sorry I go, i'm gonna go to the chat again real quick morgan wellborn asked uh frank do you have a title uh for the script you are currently writing um i i i, I do and even though i'm keeping very hush hush about what i'm doing here at the time i can tell you the working title okay it's not necessarily the final title okay. the, working, the working title is twisted souls too now twisted souls was the original name of the film that became Spookies. Really? Yeah, that was yes. our that was our first movie. That was our script, Twisted awesome. Souls. Uh, but this one is Twisted Souls 2, Spookier. I love it. That, uh, yeah? Yeah, it's redemption. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Paul Resso, is the Screaming Undead available anywhere at the moment? Yes, uh, I saw it on Tubi. It's available on Tubi. I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's to tell, I mean, it's a Dustin Ferguson movie. His his movies get all over the place. You can find them for sale or streaming, like almost uh, not everywhere, but they're almost always available somewhere. For sure, and after you get the and, that, you know, and that's a film I had. I didn't really have that much directed to do with it. I lent my name to, to Dustin. I wanted to like support him because he's given me so much uh, encouragement over the years, and so uh, you know I was glad to do that. Cool. Plus, the title amused me. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a great title. <laughs> that's the thing. Sometimes titles grab you, you know, and you're like, oh, I gotta see this, and yeah. it's a crapshoot. Even even covers are a crapshoot sometimes, and <laughs> and I'll oh, well, tell you, but that's always been the case with movies. It's like you know, yeah, the public is always being sold one thing, <laughs> and it's in a lot of cases it, the movie lives up to it, but in a lot of cases the movie has almost nothing to do with what they're selling. <laughs> you're right. right. A hundred percent. I mean, there's one that surprised me. It was called, it's called the brain. And I saw the creature on the front box. I'm like, there's no way that creature's damn right. That creature's in there. And they did a fantastic job on it. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) You know, there's certain movies that surprise me sometimes. I'm like, no way is that in there. And then, oh shit, it is. (laughs) Like, Well, that's uh, that's the Charles Band movie, if I remember. I think so. The brain. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. I mean, there was like, there were when when the video explosion really started to happen in the eighties. There was there were you know there was like you know Full Moon and uh, uh, Charles Band's uh, uh, company was putting out like it seemed like twenty million movies. <laughs> He's still doing it. He's <laughs> still <Seriously>. doing it. <laughs> You'd get like these big um, issues of the trade uh, paper Variety around the you know the times that the the festivals like the con festival or the american film market were going on and they'd feature full page ads for like hundreds of movies and charles band just you know one after another after another <laughs> another all released in best film video and they were they were you know largely horror and science fiction charles band announces puppet master five before puppet master three even comes out yeah, yeah well, sort of sort of and i can't believe charles band is still more or less doing the same thing i i he, he, seems, think, he seems older than, than I can imagine at this point. I, I know. <laughs> he's still young. Uh, he's one of those guys like Corman. I don't think he'll ever go away. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I do think it is neat, though, that these companies come out, like, you know, Arrow and everything, getting these older movies that, like I said, I didn't see back in the day. They're mm-hmm. going and they're grabbing all these and they're putting it out so people mm-hmm. can see it, you know, like, chill factor or you know there's just so many endless titles right. i well, wish I, i've seen them all i'm a collector it's myself and to me it's it's made a big difference because so many movies i have seen usually in terrible copies whether it was yeah. on on commercial <laughs> tv years ago or on vhs or whatever it is uh and now uh, you know they're they're going back and they're digging up so many original negatives and good quality prints to to be able to get these films out there looking ridiculously good in some cases yeah we're really going through a true renaissance <laughs> I mean, i'm just glad the market supports it no it's yeah. uh, it's amazing i think and uh, let's and see it all oh. goes back to a passionate fan base you know it, the yeah. horror community well, definitely, unlike definitely. any other they're bringing stuff you know if if uh if even i mean they're because they've taken i mean there's like vinegar syndrome has taken there was a uh, a film they did uh, that they released recently that was a ninja film that was made in the 80s. Oh, yes. Put I'm everything uh, together. Yeah. I still haven't seen it yet. 
But the, the point simply is that it's it's there's this market that I guess it was always sort of there, but it seems to have blossomed. And the companies have also, to tell the truth, taken advantage of it. And they've they've sort of tried to make everything they do sort of exclusive and limited edition and everything else. And mm-hmm. uh, and that seems to have worked. You're right. Uh, oh, Morgan Wellborn. He said, Charles Band would create posters to movies they haven't made yet to do distributors to sell the concept to get it made. Oh, yeah. He would like... He oh, would wow. Be- he, 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 most of these guys, and Corman used to always do that. I mean, he would, Corman would just come up, you know, with a title and he'd be able to get an advance from somebody just based on that. And then he'd, <laughs> then he'd have enough money to make a poster and then he'd get another advance based on the poster. Yeah. And when he already had a proven track record, you know, he, he could do that. Right. And the plus, it was the business was thriving then. You know, there was, there was a lot of ways to make money. Now, now I think it's interesting because the, the, the video revolution brought on, a lot of uh, competition in the form of people who always wanted to make films and now they can. And I don't ultimately, I don't think it necessarily, you know, makes the biggest difference all the time. I, I, I've, I've seen next to no budget movies that I think are, are really good, excellent, well done. And I've seen recent Hollywood movies, like tens, hundreds of millions of dollars that sometimes look like they were shot by amateurs with cheap cameras. <laughs> I, I sometimes can't quite figure it out. It, it it's it's crazy now i mean with the technology we have now people have a studio on their phone you know yeah, just imagine I, imagine well, back I, in those times i I, I worked at a tv studio for for a while up until about 2005 and uh no pardon me about 2015 but the the point really is that uh we had just you know a few years earlier started to get hd cameras for this studio that was a broadcast studio and uh, the camera I have on my phone now is better than what we were paying tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> that is not, and you know, I've watched, I've watched old, you know, there'll be an old commercial or something that comes on, you know, YouTube. And I look at it and I'm like, that came out in 98. Like, wow. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, you don't notice the quality and now we're spoiled brats because we got 4k and you know, like you could see, everything and it's it's nuts to go back and like yeah yeah VHS you didn't really didn't notice bad it, back yeah. in the day, you know yeah i mean well see i mean i've been amazed to find out because there's still so many fans of vhs and i think there's you know obviously a, a huge nostalgia factor but i've never had the urge to go back to like less yeah, quality it, it's, I, I, it's I, not like vinyl yeah it's not like vinyl you know it's where it's actually uh well it, it kind of ruins the mood you know, when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, I like this part. Oh, shit, the tracking. Hold on. You know. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand it to a certain extent, but I, I think a lot of these people, like, they grew up, like, even, like, after the 80s, and they, they didn't have this actual experience when they were younger. So now to be able to get, like, a VHS player, and, an, you know, a lot of them, like, will go out and get old TV sets to play this stuff on. Uh, and they're, you know, they're creating... Uh, an you know a seemingly authentic experience. <laughs> yeah, even awesome. audio cassettes have made have come back. I mean, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, we got podcasts and everything. But what I noticed is making a big comeback, especially on Audible. It's like radio shows, like they do whole like plays and or a TV show, but it's all audio. And I'm like, 
that's right. going back to the radio days of Lone yeah, Ranger and all that. That's, you know, that might be something that's like ripe for revival just because it's like so you can listen to it while you're doing something else. You know, you uh, driving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big Exercising. fan of old radio shows myself. So. But yeah, it's it's crazy how it just kind of comes full circle, you know. Right. Everything kind of just came full circle. Well, it does. I, and I also, th I just think, you know, I think the internet just continues to change our lives every day. It's like uh, things become accessible that never would have been otherwise. I mean, there. Uh, I used to. There was a time I used to go, and when I would see like a, a screening of a movie that was like you know rare or something, I'd go to like the Museum of Modern Art or something. <laughs> I would be watching it with the thought in my head: Is this is the only chance in my lifetime that I will ever have an opportunity to see this film? And now, you know, I mean, I can probably find it tomorrow if I need it. Well, Frank, I, I, like I said, man, I, I really appreciate your time. I know um, you got stuff going on. I'm looking forward to the book that's going to come out. And of course, yeah, and as I said, I, you know, I'd be happy to come back and talk. This is a good oh, conversation. For oh, sure. Absolutely. No, Let I mean, me watch Street Trash and then come back. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, I feel it's really interesting. I have to make excuses. I, I at times I have to make excuses for both street trash and spookies for entirely different reasons. <laughs> well, I I know I got a copy of and uh, Mike sent it to me as a copy of Spookies. It didn't come in on time, so and, and it's supposed to have the documentary that you're talking about. So yes, I'd love for you to come back anytime. Yeah. Um, you know, door. you got an open seat open over door. here, my friend. So, All right, well, cool. Anytime. I mean, you know, check check back in a couple of months or whatever. For uh, sure. You know, yeah, I'm just anything you want to promote or just come on and BS. I have like, you know, I mean, it was like while while COVID was happening, uh, for me, the whole revival of Spookies was happened started happening almost at <laughs> the same time. And uh, at this point, I mean, I'm uh, as it's winding down, I'm I'm at the point where I'm about finished with this script. And at the uh, at the moment, I've been like at home. I have a beard because I, I barely go into public for. <laughs> any reason other than shopping <laughs> just you and your laptop just in well i you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I feel very obligated plus my my late partner who he, i'm writing this based on a very brief synopsis he wrote for an idea that he had years ago and uh i i'm making every effort to to honor him which which essentially means it has to be fucking excellent so i'm really <laughs> Oh man! No, uh, again, Frank, such an honor, man. I know, you, I know, you got to go, but uh, like I said, I'd love to talk to you again. And we'll, thank you, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll strap Heather to a chair and have her eyelids poked open so she watches your movies. No, I'm joking. No, well, she can tell me like, how objectionable. That, uh... <laughs> oh man! And everybody in the chat, uh, they're awesome. Uh, you got a lot of cool comments tonight. Okay. Awesome interview, Paul Russo. Like you know, liked it. Uh, Morgan Wellborn. Looking forward to reading this new script for Twisted Souls. Lonesome Lenny. What is enlightening? You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to get in touch with me and talk to me because I'm very selective yeah. about who's seeing it at the moment. Get after it, Morgan. <laughs> Damn it. <No. laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah. Anything else, guys? I mean, I I, I know you got to go, uh, Frank. So I just wanted to tell you those comments real quick before you left. Oh, I just got to reverberate. Thanks again for coming on. This has been great. Uh, yeah, I had a lot a nice of fun. I, I, I sometimes find myself in a situation where I have to provoke most of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we, we try to keep it going. We try. <laughs> 
Yeah, most of the time you got to shut us up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. No, I, I, I generally find that I prefer, uh, you know, to, I want if I'm going to listen to a podcast, I want it to like be informative. I want it to be, you know, something. So many people out there doing it, and you know, a lot of them are just sort of like hanging out. Uh, you know, and I, I don't have time. If I want to hang out, I'll hang out with somebody in person. Yeah, true. Exactly. All right, awesome, but guys, good, good luck. All right, the best to you on everything, and I'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Everybody take care. Good night. Good night. Looking for all your favorite B-movies in one place? Look no further than B-Movie TV exclusively on Roku. We've got action, horror, sci-fi, sleeves, and independent wrestling. Plus, exclusive hosted shows like Friday Night Action, Saturday Night Terrors, Merry Death Subbed and Dubbed Horror Fest, Sci-Fi Sideshow, and Pervy the Clown Show. So get in on all the craziness that is B-Movie TV. Sometimes when you're in the restroom, you feel like you might need someone else there with you. So you're not alone. Maybe your phone's not charged. Maybe no magazines. Well, cheer up, because we have the number one solution for you. Introducing the Cripple Toilet Buddy. Yes, the Cripple Toilet Buddy will always be there. And if you act now, you get a free toilet brush. Yes, a Michael J. toilet brush. Order today. <laughs> Available now at the Rabbit and Red online store. Oh, his fucking fro, his fucking fro in the fucking toy. I love it. 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 Take that. Damn it. <laughs> Calling you shit. You know what? What, what really I think is funny is like Cripple Cody on the show. He makes all Southern people. <laughs> Paul Russell, what the fuck? Um. He makes all Southern <laughs> people sound like fucking um. What is it? Yosemite Sam. Like I'm gonna get you, damn you, damn you, fucking kid. <laughs> Most of Lenny. No, we only want to kill Michael J. Not you. <laughs> he said he's choking, laughing. Um, but yeah, uh, they attacked me. Vicious. They're vicious. They said, uh, said, oh, look at what he did to the couch. Okay, well, there's a backstory to the couch. I thought I'd drop, look, I lost my damn keys, okay, to the the work truck. Uh, It's a boring ass story. But anyway, I thought they (laughs) fell on the couch. Well, there's a, yeah, there you go. So there's that cover, right? So I was like, oh, shit. My wife at the corner down there, she's like, oh, I think, I think I feel something. So I cut it open and I find an Xbox 360 remote control. (laughs) <laughs> like the one you had to buy so you can watch movies instead of a game controller, but no keys. So I destroyed it for nothing. So they made it well, sound like not. I was like Lou Ferrigno on a free. Uh, it sound, they made me sound like Chris Benoit. That's what they made me like. He's going to kill his whole family. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Dark side of the ring. Too. It wasn't for nothing. You found a podcast. Xbox I, I did, well, no, I destroyed the couch for nothing, Heather. <laughs> they were in the yard. <laughs> they call him They're... the couch crippler. The couch crippler. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Heather, um, I, I guess I wanted to introduce you to everybody. Like, let us know what you're about and everything. I know you, you've been in some uh, independent movies, right? 
Yeah, I have. I um, have been doing independent movie um, acting for about three years now. And I do SFX too, as well. Awesome. So, yeah, it's amazing. That's what I was saying um, before is like the the fans um, are so supportive and 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 want to be a part of everything. And it's really cool to be a part of. But yeah. Yeah. My first big uh, feature was the Embalmers, um, Rebecca Reinhardt. Uh, so that was really amazing. I met Rob Mello, um, Elaine Udi, like she's such a sweetheart. Um, but yeah, I actually started um, haunt acting uh, about seven years ago and that's kind of what turned into acting. So that's awesome. Oh, that's gotta be a fun <laughs> job. Yeah. So I know lot. I used to dress up as uh, Michael Myers and go to the local haunts and uh, just you stand around in there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hey, man, do you want to go get a beer? <laughs> you really freak people out. Like, anybody could just walk in here right now and like murder us. They could be like, anybody yeah. could, off the street could literally walk into this haunted house in a mask and we would just like, it could kill us and we wouldn't even know, like, put us up as props. So it's funny because I always, I always scare the kids, the kiddos with that. But yeah, Michael Myers is a good choice. He's my favorite. That's good. Well, cool. I just didn't yeah. want to move around a lot. Yeah. He just stands like, right. well, My thing is, like, someone was like, hey, that's a cool Michael Myers out there. And then they're like, we didn't have a guy playing Michael Myers. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And, and like, freak, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like there's actually a psycho around oh, here. I, I can't tell you how many times the guy says, hey, hey. But one of the other uh, Han actors, they'd come over and say, hey, I'm, I'm working this room, man. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> you just stand there and stare at him, you know. <laughs> Like hot dog vendors in New York, like this is my corner. Hey, hey, <laughs> this is my gig, bro. Oh my god, that's funny. No, that you know, uh that was so cool, man. Frank Frank Farrell, I mean, that was that what was a, awesome. what a cool guy, yeah. Classic yeah, dude. But I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put Heather on the spot. I'm like, uh, no, it's okay. it? I don't know, <laughs> but you said you've seen spookies though. Huh? What was that, Heather? I'm sorry. Oh, I said I'm happy to talk about myself. No, I'm just <laughs> and how you have <laughs> I do. I do have a lot of projects coming up um, this year, like a lot. Um, so heavy duty man, we're filming next month. I'm doing phobias project T. Um, I'm probably going to, uh, we're filming Tin Roof. That's Rebecca Reinhardt and Rob Mello. Um, I have a small role in that and I'm doing production assistant. Um, that's in July. Um, I am also part of, um, the art of killing, which is super exciting. That's going to be a fun role. Um, I just got cast in, oh my gosh, there's so many, I'm so excited. There's so many projects. <laughs> Going. I, like you're busy. going. I need a manager. Do you guys want to? <laughs> oh, terrible. I just want to so I can start keeping track of all my dates and everything because um I'm really I'm really blessed um and acting is kind of in my blood in my in my soul and uh yeah it's cool and um you know and I just inter- like re- recently reached out to Mike about um uh podcasting so. This is my second one, and uh, here hey, we go. No better, yeah. way, no better way to get your name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. sure. And it's a blast. It's a blast. And you get to meet so many cool people and really, you know, talk about things and find, like I said, there's so many movies I, I probably still don't know about. Um, I was, like, 
like born in 82. So like in 87, I was like five, but, and terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I grew up 10, 11, 12, 13 is when I was at the, the video store. And um, there just seems to be, like I said earlier, a lot of movies that I missed or, or maybe was scared of. I'm yeah. a weenie. <laughs> you're, no, you're, so, you're not the only one. That's why I felt yeah, bad. Like, really he's crazy. like, well, it did well. I'm like, I'm sorry, but our video store, <laughs> like uh, that cover right there, I, I would have been all over it. But right. I never saw maybe, that or yeah, Maybe it only went to certain parts yeah. of the of the country or something. You maybe. Know. I don't know. Like down it's in really Texas. Had to be. Had to be because the, the mom and pop's video store I always rented from in the little town I live in, they they were poor aficionados. They had they had a larger horror section than than any other genre. And yeah. they have a lot of small release films uh, any and everything films. Get so I, that's why i was surprised i never saw a street trash there because i would spend like typical a typical horror nerd when i was a kid i would spend hours trying to <laughs> pick out a fucking movie <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so so it wasn't like i didn't scour their entire inventory every time i went in there yeah it's crazy yeah for sure uh there's some people in the chat oh father Mahoney liked the commercial. Lonesome Lenny almost died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lonesome Lenny, I'm going to buy a Roku TV tomorrow so I can watch Pervy the Clown on B. Yes, Friday nights, Pervy the Clown. Uh, watch it; it's awesome. Porn star comedy. Oh, uh, nice. lived in the wrong town for great horror. No, I didn't. I just. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! No, no, um, not in Texas, Poe. It's not in Texas. <laughs> I guess it's not in Texas. Well, now it is. It's on my desk in Texas. How about that? <laughs> um, no, but... Yeah, I heard Street Trash wasn't really filmed in Texas, so get that off your desk, man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, neither was the new freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I watched that <laughs> shit. Where was it uh, filmed? Bulgaria. Uh, Bulgaria. Don't Bulgaria. get me Bulgaria. Ugh. Really? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, North Dakota or something, man. <laughs> Bulgaria. Yeah, it's weird, right? But Yeah, hey, the Bulgaria whatever. Chainsaw Massacre is what they should have called it. Exactly. That's what a lot of people are saying. But let's not get Mike riled up about that or anything else. <laughs> that I'm not right. It's a shit film I can't stand. <laughs> um, okay, Here we, we go already again. had court last time. We already had court over this last yes, time. Yes, we did. We had movie court. Oh, that's another thing, Heather. You, uh, We'll have to do a movie court where you're in there, too. Because that was yeah. fun. That was awesome. So we have to have a fun. prosecution and defendant of a movie. Which, um, <laughs> you know, the newest movie that I've seen, it's not horror. It was, uh, I, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog finally because part two is coming out. And Jim Carrey just does a fantastic job, man. Jim Carrey? Yes, yeah, he's he Dr. Plays, Robotnik. Yes. Jim yes. Carrey is everything to me. And he, he, plays, yeah. <laughs> he plays a great Jim Carrey. Yeah, I've been obsessed with him since I found him on Living Color, like, nine. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. Yeah. Ace Ventura. Fire <laughs> Marshall Bill. Like, see how yeah, yeah, Marshall okay. about you. I knew there was something good about you. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, I drive I drive my wife nuts because we'll sit there and Ace Ventura part one or two will come on and I quote the whole like I'll do the lines yeah. with him and she's like my god I can't watch this with you <laughs> you know but some of my favorite my favorite line in the first one was <laughs> Ventura you're <laughs> Satan 
<laughs> you know, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought you were someone else. I love yeah. See, I, I, it, it's all coming that together Lambert now. Perfectly cast. Oh, I love it's it. It's all coming together. Poe was lying about what happened to his couch. They were watching Ace of Ventura 2, and he was reenacting the scene where he, he was out of the trying to get in the rhino's Coming out of the rhino's He's ass. He's like, I know I could, I could just cut a little hole. I could fit my ass in there. I'm just be okay. That's, that's why Geraldine said, I can't watch this movie with you. Oh, you take man. it too far, Bo. You take it too far. Do it. What? Put your asshole up to that microphone now and speak. I want to hear it. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Oh man, I love yeah, Ace Ventura. Yes, Morgan. Yeah. I, I get like awesome as a kid, even like just constantly, you know, just constant quoting every. Oh shit! Oh. Yeah, uh, Paul. He said Jim Carrey's performance as the Man on the Moon. Yeah, oh, I, lo- I love that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It it didn't do really well at the box office. <laughs> I remember, but, but it was uh, incredible. <laughs> yeah, but, well, for one, it was. About an actor who and Andy, you know, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman, who was yeah. uh, he had I mean he had his fan base but it wasn't you know he wasn't a big star right yeah. so uh, but yeah great movie great movie yeah Tony Clifton we need to have him on the show yes yeah. we do who Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Don't tell but, me you can't do it because I mean we, we already had Neil Young on Ne'er Do Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know what? I don't do it justice. My brother, I've been trying to get him because he does it freaking perfect, and he drove his his wife nuts because they watched <laughs> that movie, and he fucking went around the house for a week being like Tony Clifton. He's like, Hur! and he just walk around, and she's like, shut up. Just scared the shit out of her because he's yeah, just, hey. like, he just does an awesome. I I, I don't uh, I do my impersonations, but that one I I mean he does he blows me out of the water with that one. So yeah. I'll try to get him to call in. Actually, you know what? Hold on. You know they, since we're talking about, I'm going to text him, but talk, talk amongst <laughs> that yourselves. That would be so amazing. I'm going to have him uh, call in. I was watching the thing about the making of that, and they said like he never. Like when he was Tony, he was Tony, like uh, constantly. Like he yeah. talked to everyone that way, like constantly. <laughs> like he was never went out of character. Um, so that had to be fun to be. At, what was I watching? I think I don't know, but it was like the making of it or something. And they had a lot of clips of him just harassing the crew. <laughs> so it was fun. All right, I text him if he answers. Cool. If not, he has a little. Uh, he has my little nephew, so he probably. Is either asleep or what? Because <laughs> it's already nine. So. You know, he's of, uh, Jim Carrey, though, that's what they need to do now. It's the perfect time for an Ace Ventura sequel. Oh, yeah. like, like the old man, uh, old man uh, Logan, uh, like they did with uh, Logan. Do old man Ace, you know. Yes. Oh, my God. Did you see the Super Bowl commercial where he was the cable guy? The cable guy that like, was awesome. Oh, <laughs> I was at work, like running around, like it's him now. Like, like that, that was like the only good, the only good it was. commercial during the whole yeah, Super Bowl. It was. I was at work. It just happened to catch it, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Jim!" This is they need to do that. <laughs> yeah, Cable Guy. Cable Guy is one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> cable Guy, my right there. <laughs> I love it. That's your sweet spot right there. <laughs> 
I love when they're uh, at Paul Resso says Netflix had a documentary on the movie. What um uh, that, Man, on the, Man on the Moon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Tony fucking <laughs> Jim Carrey <laughs> said he was a and he was playing the character, so of course he was gonna be an a-hole, you know. And they're like, right. he got too much into it, and da da da. Well, I mean, some most of the good actors do that, you know, like Christian right. Bale and and Daniel Day Lewis, and I mean, right. was, uh, I I don't know. In y'all's opinion, what do you think? Is there any good actors anymore like that? And anybody in the chat, feel free to call in and tell us your opinion on that. If you feel like there's any good actor, like what is the newest? actor that you would say is good man none of them since rick dalton (laughs) (laughs) who (laughs) rick fucking dalton rick dalton oh my god i'm I'm drawing a blank here why am i drawing a blank i'm drawing a blank am i fired now I'm gonna feel stupid when I figure it out. <laughs> what was he in? Oh, a uh, little movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I want to. I haven't seen that yet. I want to. I know. Oh, I love that movie. Get out of here. Go. Go. I love. <laughs> no, I already love it. I know it's so great. I know it's so great. I want to see. I just there's so many movies, new movies that I have not seen. Uh, I haven't seen Stranger Things yet. Oh, I don't know. worry about that. Uh, uh, it's not good. No, it, it's. Okay, Stranger Things, and I'll probably get some hate off of this, but Stranger Things start off badass, and the second season you look forward to, cool, and then the third season, the same of the same shit, and then ah. I'm just like, fuck this, I'm not watching anymore. So just watch the first season. And- watch the first season, it's awesome. Yeah. I love I it. Heard- the first season, never, never. Horrible show, horrible show, horrible fucking <laughs> show. Get never out of here. Yeah, Never. just in case the audience was wondering, Slimer is not in Stranger Things. Uh, 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 kids dress up as Ghostbusters for Halloween, but there's no Slimer. Nobody dresses uh, up as Neither is that asshole Muncher, and why is Muncher not in it? Because Muncher sucks. Fuck you, Muncher. Fuck you, Jason Reitman. Fuck you, Sony. And I forget the other person I was supposed to fuck, but it'll, it'll come <laughs> I, Ivan Reitman, you already fucked him. He's dead. <laughs> oh man he's oh, inside paul, the couch <laughs> I, I guess paul paul's the only one that's still hanging in there paul thank you uh i still want idris elba as bond i think everybody wants idris elba as bond and idris he is a good actor he's good he in anything yeah i liked him in the latest suicide squad yeah that was actually surprisingly not that bad like everybody there's some people that trashed it but the first uh, one James was kind of weird yeah the first one was this and i i've argued this point many times and i tried you know i try not to be negative about any films in general uh, i'd always try to point out positive points but the first suicide <laughs> squad is a steaming pile of shit even the director <laughs> calls it that because it was taken away from him and yeah well, it's not his film, and it's a disjointed mess. Fight there you me. go. Another another film taken away and given to someone else, and they try to put it together, and it just ends up failing. Um, yeah, Marvel that or DC uh, DC films that was their that was uh, 
a very smart move for them to pick up James Gunn uh, to uh, do the sequel slash soft reboot, whatever you want to call it, but uh, <laughs> legacy sequel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Was it as good as the Guardians of the Galaxy films? Eh, no, but was it a solid film? Yeah, it, it was a James Gunn film, and James Gunn makes decent films. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Lonesome Lenny, uh, Resident Alien, the first season was great. I still want to watch that. Me too. Uh, so. I'm a big Alan Tudyk fan. He's, yeah. uh, I- I've loved him ever since, uh, well, Firefly, but most, most importantly, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes. Yeah. One of the greatest movies ever. Ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to do a commentary of that. We have not done a commentary together yet. We know that needs to be our first commentary. For what? Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm down, man. I'm down. I, I we need to. I, I really think that'd be awesome for us to do commentaries and stuff because they are fun to do. It just it, it sucks because you can't show the movie, so you can only have your you know video or uh, of you talking or your audio of talking, and people have to put the movie in themselves. Ah, uh, so, so we could do a new spin on it. Uh, we could just we could overdub the uh, the actors. I love it. I love it. Let's see. Um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll go to, let's see. Paul Rasso, Pose Hole Now for Rudy sequel. Ha <laughs> ha. Everybody knows I hate that movie. Uh, are you talking about the James Gunn movie Javelin? What are you Javelin. talking about? Javelin. Huh. I don't think I've ever How heard do I not know it. this? I know the hell <laughs> he suck james gunn i know he started off with trauma though so i mean is it a trauma really? film morgan or i don't know he'll tell us <laughs> uh so anyway uh heather what what is the latest thing you've watched or do you have any news you want to share any kind of entertainment stuff that you're um, looking forward to or bad i really haven't the last thing i went to the theater to see was the newest scream movie um and what do you I think of that i still have not seen i i don't I, 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> i liked it i didn't like some of the casting of the um but um like the killers um but but uh, mainly the girl that they had, I don't know, like something this felt not genuine, but the story, the story of the movie, I, I enjoyed it. I love Scream. Um, I was in, um, in high school when that came out. So, um, yeah, so was I. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to, but now I've heard that they're doing a Scream 6 and it's uh, supposed to be Scream like six. three months. <laughs> March of 2023, they've announced. Okay. For, yeah. So, for you know, and that's the thing, like, I get it. The the movie did well, but goddamn, like you're already doing a sequel, so it's like right. okay, so like, I already all... know people survived, so why am I gonna watch part five now? Right. Like I already right. know part six coming. I think they're just they're just trying to make money because this is very nostalgic, and now they're just like, oh, okay, now people are excited. Well, they dumped it in January, I, I think it was January, so they didn't. I don't think you know January, although it's not the dumping ground it used to be for theatrical releases. Yeah, it's still I, I, I'm going to say they didn't have a lot of faith in it and it just made way more money than they thought it would. So now they're like, we need to churn something else out quick. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Cox has already uh, uh, announced that she'll she'll be returning for it. Is she? 
Oh, well, well, okay. So, spoiler alert, she didn't die. Uh, <laughs> but they had, from what I understand, maybe she's that, zombie. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh-huh. I didn't th- thank you, Heather. Yes, I didn't think of that. She could come back as a zombie, but they yeah. had a hard time getting uh, um, Nev Sydney, yeah, Nev Campbell to come back for five. So, uh, I mean, yeah, chances of her. And it depends on how much money they throw at her, too. You know, it's right. hard to say. That's uh, probably I, true. I, I, I like but how... She's in, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, she's a big... She's a huge icon of the film, so I feel she like is. it will do better. It won't do it nearly as good without her. And it no, really no. is her claim to fame. So, I mean... Yeah. Kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis with Halloween. Finally, right. she was finally like, you know, I'm always going to be known for this. I might as well embrace it. Right. Uh, I'd be like, you want to do another one? Let's do it. Speaking of out of work (laughs) actors, uh, speaking of out of work actors, uh, Ben Stiller is in talks to play Jack Torrance on the Broadway adaptation of uh, Shining. That's crazy. Yeah. I I think he could do a good job. That's not who I would picture, though. No, but but, I'd have such a hard time taking him serious. uh, Yeah. Maybe, I mean, (laughs) just his angry face is hilarious, (laughs) you know, even. Like a potato head. (laughs) Angry eyes. (laughs) Yeah, he's been in so many. I mean, he's just. You don't want to pigeonhole into that, pigeonhole him into that um, genre, but it is, it will be hard. But maybe, you know, he's going to go real, real dark with it or something. Do you know who they've cast? uh, Mr. Man, when he was in that Mr. Furious, yeah, The Shining 2, Mr. Furious Returns. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, uh, Is he the only one they've cast? Uh, That's all, uh, all it said in the article. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Ben Stiller, and that's it. That'd be cool. We, ben Stiller played all the characters, like the little kid <laughs> and the mom. And, On yeah. a stage play at that, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> it's just, or maybe, are they uh, also have Ben Stiller masks on? Yeah. <laughs> Even the dog. Have like half his face, like Ben Stiller, the man, and then he plays the wife in the other half, like that old school thing <laughs> that carnival people used to do. <laughs> oh, I did see something else. Speaking of revivals and everything, I saw this and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But um, <laughs> Jack Torrance with the blue still, yeah. Look. Thank you, Morgan. That's hilarious. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, says Ben Stiller can't do drama? I know. Um, anyway, what I saw and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Was they're they're bringing back Eraser? That that I movie. That. Yes, Eraser. Hold on. I think I have it still pulled a up reboot. here. Yeah, it's a reboot, but let's see here. Sorry, that was no 73 year old Arnie. I don't know. Yeah, I remember that movie. Uh, Eraser Reborn trailer reboots the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, given the track record of any movie with the surname Reborn being. <sighs> pretty much shit yeah i have i have high hopes for this yeah i don't remember that movie being that great it, it wasn't and uh, <laughs> let's just say the uh cgi alligator scene where they're like <laughs> ripping apart people is just i mean for the time it came out was probably like whoa and now you go back and you're like this looks fucking horrible no no it looked <laughs> bad back in love <laughs> oh 
Nobody asked you, disagrees. Gorilla. Wait a minute. Why does he disagree? Does he disagree that the movie is going <laughs> to suck? Yes, please. Allow- <laughs> wow. Okay, put him back in his cage. Someone euthanize him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Put him in the bottom of your couch. <laughs> There's secrets I keep in my couch. <laughs> you know, there's actually a horror movie called uh, Killer Couch. Yes. I've not. I want to see it. I've heard of it. No, uh, it, it's, it's actually pretty good. I've heard. Yeah, it's it's not bad, but I got a killer couch in Texas now. The killer couch. <laughs> Working title. Oh, secrets of the couch. Secrets of the couch. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, all it held was a bunch of cat hair and uh, Xbox 360 remote. <laughs> That's all I felt. <laughs> and a penny. <laughs> well, it was worth your time then. Oh, yeah, there is killer jeans. That's right. The killer. What was it called? Slacks. 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 Yeah. Yeah, not heard of that one. Killer sofa, I've heard of. I like I, You know what? I want to comment Reminds on 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 Paul's picture real quick. He looks like a ECW wrestler in that picture. I just want to say that <laughs> it looks like a Raven. It looks like the right? Raven. <laughs> <laughs> comment if you agree, Paul. <laughs> When's your next ladder match? Um, no, I love Paul. Poe Texas Couch Massacre. Yes. It's happening. Morgan, you're going to be... Not in uh, Bulgaria. You're going to be executive producer. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, we got to raise a lot of money to go to Bulgaria to, to fucking film this. <laughs> Jeez. You know, and that was one of my grievances. I hate to go on this because people are like, God damn it, how many times are you going to say it? But I'm going to fucking say it because we just had... If people call me caveman, Paul Resso said. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> It sounds like I'm on drugs, but anyway, um, <laughs> no, what, what drives me nuts about this is you have a fucking big studio that did it in Bulgaria. Then you have Steve Merlot that did the Sawyer massacre. He raised money to come to Texas. He just got done right. in Texas. That's what drives me nuts. It's like this dude did it on his own, like through crowdfunding right. to shoot it Where in, in Bulgaria, Canada. <laughs> Well, the same reason they shoot a lot of films in Serbia. We've already been over this. It doesn't matter. Why they, why they shoot a lot matter. in Canada. That They get tax if breaks I, there where they can put I, more money toward the finished product. Uh, <laughs> try to improve the film. Look, I'm just saying. You got an independent director that pulled it off. <laughs> What's really in that vape pen Paul Rosso act? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's really in this bottle of Viper? I don't know. You need to stop drinking that. You're going to melt. I'm already melting. From the waist down, I'm gone. (laughs) He's just he's just floating. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm crippled. Cody doesn't have arms. He's just shoulders and shoulders and uh, chest and head. That's it. Hey, just like crippled Cody, I'm now (laughs) just a torso with a mouth. So we're gonna paste you, you in the back. Flippers, Cody. You have to have flippers, just like yeah. the real people. You have to. Have you got to get you in there like a pinball machine and just flip, 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 flip. 
<laughs> I want to see a video of Cripple Cody playing pinball. I have pictures. I'm going to go to his Facebook and pull pictures one of these days. Go. I think he posted them on yeah. his timeline or something or wall or something. I'm going to find them. <laughs> Don't you worry. He's oh off to find them. <laughs> you know, people are probably listening like, these guys are jerks picking on crippled. You don't know these cripples, okay? They come <laughs> after you. They come after blood and they stab you, okay? <laughs> cripple Cody deserves everything. They're like did. a violent cripple mob. Tales from the Crips, now bi-weekly because the whiny cripple doesn't want to do it every week because he has too much to do and he can't do it two, four times a month. <laughs> oh I want to fucking network and have to be here producing all these shows and I'm still doing it. I would still do it four times a month, you whiny little crippled bastard. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are savage, man. Savage. Uh, cancel Poe. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you can't cancel me. I'm uncancelable. Like Kid Rock, I'm uncancelable. <laughs> I saw that shit. Oh my god. Oh, Father Mahoney strikes back? What? New movie, Michael J. as Obi-Wan's corpse. <laughs> oh Jeez. I like where this is going. Cripple hey, Apocalypse, a movie. In dual Worlds is Obi-Wan's corpse and, uh, Emperor Cripple Team. Yeah. Emperor. <laughs> Let the cripple <laughs> through you. Let the cripple. No, we still need to do. I still need to come up with a trailer for um, the Cripple Transformers. The Cripple. Is that. That was good. I just want to say this was probably Heather's last show. She's probably going to be like, what the hell is this? No. No, I'm very entertained. No, the, cri- oh, the, good, crippled, good. Uh, the crippled Transformers were probably. I believe you. Uh, like, I'm scared. No idea we came up with. No, that is like cripple bots, a symbol. <laughs> right. Like oh. Family Guy. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah. They we're did the, have that. Oh, yeah. The wheelchairs, but... they all got together. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Because Peter wasn't letting, he didn't want no cripples in his establishment. That's right. <laughs> So Joe couldn't come in. So Joe and all the like, there was like three thousand of them. They all just wheeled up and then hooked up together. That's hilarious. I I forgot about that. (laughs) Damn it! We're now we're ripping off Family Guy like they ripped off the Simpsons. At least we're ripping off good stuff. Well, maybe it was in your subconscious. They just brought it to life for you. I think you did. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, uh, looks like yes. Christina Ricci has been uh, cast oh. in the new Tim Burton Adams Family series. I know, I saw that. Not as That's Wednesday amazing. Adams, though. What? No, she's. I, I think she's filling the role that Thora Birch stepped out of, uh, maybe as one of Wednesday's oh. teachers or something, which I'm like, come on. Really? Ew. Yeah. Well, it's like- supposed to be a teenage Wednesday Adams, not a... Uh, yeah. Oh, they're going with that round of it, huh? Yeah, yeah I still like wish they weren't though. <laughs> I love Christina. I know. It's cool that she's gonna be on it though. Yeah, that's I'm I'm glad she's involved. Awesome. No, that's freaking cool, man. And Tim Burton involved with it, you know. It, yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Just don't have that MC Hammer song on it. 
<laughs> they do what they my want daughter, to do, my they oldest daughter to. loves that video. I showed her that video and she's obsessed with it. She has been for the last year. The Adams grew. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now it's in my head. <laughs> it's gonna be there all night. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Everybody's gonna be tainted by this show. Let's see. Uh our our chat man our chat's been good tonight man yeah yeah thanks all, for joining all... us guys hell yeah you guys Paul rock says he'd rather see a cousin it movie i'm right there with you bud yeah <laughs> that would drive cousin me uh, only cousin... oh, only I... if they get brad pitt to play cousin it <laughs> <laughs> brad pitt's hand no not thing cousin it no oh, cousin cousin like oh. and the... That's they, have, right. they have to be like a duo for the movie i think yeah, true. yeah, yeah. A buddy cop show, a movie, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They can uh, use uh, Devin Shaw's hand. Oh, I, <laughs> I got the furry guy mixed up with the hand guy. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. The thing is the hand and the... That's right. Yeah. And then Cousin It is a me, 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 me. Yeah, with the hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Cousin It impression. Me, me, me. <laughs> you sound oh, like... No. Um, um, uh, Beaker, um, <laughs> yes, Beaker. I couldn't think of the word. It's like Beaker. This is this is our formula, and he's like me, 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 me. <laughs> Fucking Muppet on myth. At the end of uh, at the end of uh, the Scooby Doo episode, they pull Cousin It's hair off, and it's Beaker underneath. <laughs> <That> <laughs> oil, oiled. Uh, Let's see who you really are. <laughs> Looks like we might finally be getting uh, the long-awaited Gremlin secret secrets secrets secret. of the Muggle. <laughs> Gremlin secret secret. I did it. The new Gremlins animated series. We, we might finally be getting this. Summer. Oh wow! So it's animated. It's animated, and it's a prequel mm. series. It takes place in the 1920s in Japan, and it's about how Gizmo met. Sam Wing, the uh, old man from the beginning. The one that of, sold him to the, the one, stupid invention. No, it was guy. his grandson who sold him to Hoyt. Oh, Axe. okay. But, That's right. uh, yeah. Netflix, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, I, I, Netflix is cranking out all these movies now. If they have the rights, don't give us an animated series. Just do Gremlins 3. Joe Dante's already got a script. You know, he's had, been sitting on a script for years. Uh, he wants to do Yeah, it. I would so, like to see that for sure. Like a live action one for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, Paul uh, Paul in the chat mentioned something, and I think they are going to... I heard they were going to do a King of the Hill uh, reboot thing. Really? Sure. Uh, yeah. They ha There's a Beavis and Butthead movie, uh, uh, a new Beavis and Butthead movie in the works. I love Beavis and Butthead. I'm excited. <laughs> I remember when that movie Dark. came out, man. The first movie, Do America. Yeah. Golly. I remember we tried to go and it was sold out. And I was like, God bless. Like, <laughs> tried to get in, but you couldn't. Yeah. Well, I wonder what they're going to do on this one. It's kind of kind of interesting to me. Yeah. yeah that's that great. <laughs> But uh, they tried to do a revival of the series here back, what, like five years ago or something, didn't they? Uh, I don't think it lasted very long. Yeah, but I, I don't know what happened. Hmm. I know that they rebooted the originals 
or somewhat, but then they had them without the videos in them, and it's just not. The oh same. yeah, that's right. You're right. I didn't that's know cool. they were doing movie. Though. That's cool. Is the King of the Hill a movie or just another animated show? I think it's like a special show or something. Oh, okay. Like it, I don't think it's like redoing it. I, I don't know. I, I from what I recall, it's going to be like a limited series type thing. Oh, that'll be. Cool. So I don't know, but I know last time we did the show, we we had a, a guest on, and I totally forgot to talk about the different things that I watched, like the the superhero shows that just came out, uh, the one with DDP. Remember? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We we talked about it after Gu the show. <laughs> yeah, we did. Guardians <laughs> of Justice. Um, I liked it. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not bad. It kind of. It's really a trip because you go from. Uh, real life then you go to like some parts will be animated and then some parts will be like 8-bit oh, cool. video game type things you know like animation so it, it's it's really cool and the story I liked it and DDP I mean he's just he's awesome in it he plays like a Batman type uh, character and yeah people can say it's kind of like the boys but the boys is its own thing like this yeah. is you got like a, a like I said, DDP is bat, like a Batman dude, and then you have a Superman type dude, but then you have a Spider Man type guy in there. So it's like all these superheroes like mixed into one, and they all got special powers and stuff. So, oh, Mor Morgan couldn't. Uh, Morgan said in the chat he couldn't finish the first episode. I give it. I gave it a chance, man. And I, I mean, it's not. It's not like the boys is my favorite. <clears throat> and this was it's not bad and plus ddp is in it so and i love ddp so yeah he's always a, a scene stealer yeah so he did a good job um of course i watched the animated version of the boys diabolical and i think there's like seven episodes they're animated by different people and done by different people so that was that was a good one i like that and a lot of it the last one it kind of shows you the relationship that formed between the Black Noir, Noir and uh, Homelander. So, and I thought that was real cool. So, I, I but I love that show. So, and I'm probably speaking Japanese to people that haven't watched it. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm right there with you. I can't wait for season three. I know season three looks fucking cool. Uh, the trailer, awesome, awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I think that's that's pretty much what I watched so far. Um, and then, of course, I'm watching some older TV shows. We talked about that. Um, but I, I like doing that. I like revisiting things because there's stuff that, you know, you would catch here or there, you know. And if you sit there and binge watch the whole series, then you get it, you know. Right. So it, it, it's pretty cool. What channels? Uh, what Like, are you watching on streaming? Uh yeah, the which one the 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 boys thing? Yeah. Uh, that is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Oh, wait. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's, it's all right. You got great. it. All yeah. story. Then watch it. I I highly recommend it. It's really cool. Um, and then the other thing is on Netflix. So. Oh, Paul's been watching The Practice and Saint Elsewhere. Golly, I hadn't even thought of Saint Elsewhere in front. Is that right. the one? No, me neither. The is Practice that the freaking was a hospital show, one? That's a hospital, isn't it? Saint sure. Yeah. I love that show. 
You love all the older shows, man. He's a big fan of uh, of uh Not Mars all Best. of them. Not all of them. Only the ones that are in black and white. Yeah, he likes all the that that stuff. So, but yeah, uh, all the stuff we grew up on, like Nick at Night. I'd be at my grandma's house, and she'd have Nick at Night on, and that's how I get introduced <laughs> to like Andy Griffith and all those shows, man. Yeah, all Donna them. Reed, Honeymooners, you know, Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> Bewitched. Oh, Mary Tyler. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Bewitched. Yeah. Yeah. Love that show. I always thought Jim Carrey should have been in the Bewitched movie. He would. He looks just like the. He looks just like that guy. What's his name? Uh, The first Darren or the second Darren? The first one. The one that Jim Carrey looks like. He could do the wide (laughs) eyes and everything. Yeah, that would have been great casting. They wasn't they got Will Ferrell. Yes, yeah. Will Ferrell. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. I, it could have been so much better. Yes, but yes, if you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog, go watch it. I can't wait for part two, and Jim Carrey is going to be in part two. He's Doctor Robotnik, and he does a fantastic job of being an asshole, but it's also funny. So, and you're a big fan, Heather. So, I want your opinion on it next time we do the show. Yeah, what you thought of it? If you, and it's on Hulu, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, I love Jim. Like, oh. <laughs> Father Knows it's, Best. Well, Bobby. him and Tim, oh, Tim Curry is kind of my first love, and then Jim Curry. Because I found Tim Curry on The Worst Witch on HBO when I was, like, <laughs> seven. And everyone's like, oh, Tim Curry. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Awesome. Uh, Kevin Feig says that the new Doctor Strange uh, into yeah. the multiverse of madness will make his direct quote was uh, it will make Evil Dead fan, uh, two fans very happy. Huh. So, hmm. which what you know, Sam Raimi's directing, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm, ta- I'm taking. We are going, even though uh, I, I think uh, Bruce Campbell is going to have to is going. Uh, to have to have uh, retract a statement about yeah. ever playing Ash again because that's that's to me that's about all that can mean. Yeah, and, and this this being the multiverse type thing, it's a wide open door for that. Me. Would be so cool. That would. Wow. Even if it's just a brief cameo, I mean. Right. Well, shoot. Paul, Paul's going off in the chat. Father knows best. Dobby Gills. Dobby Gillis. The many Dobie loves Gillis. of Dobby Gillis. Oh. Cool. Oh, I love the facts of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silver spoons. <laughs> Silver spoons. Yeah. <laughs> Little Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> oh man. Well, shoot. I I I've I think I've I've spent on this episode, everybody, and um. Yeah, the Viper's kicking in. So yeah, I, the I Viper is on. kicking in a little bit. I'm going to melt into my chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know the next, uh, the next uh, Rabbit and Red. Uh, we got some cool ones lined up. Um, some awesome guests. So stay tuned, everybody. We got some awesome shows on our way. Um, we also have, of course, near do wells every Wednesday. Uh, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, Featuring on... the uh, talents of uh, Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young. 
who is still very. I did relevant. a horrible Neil Young impression. Okay, I just I know I did. Uh, <laughs> was great. Terrible. I love. Creepy man. Oh my god. <laughs> Creepy man. Um <laughs> Damn it, Mike. I'm trying to do my professional thing here. Tell people about other shows. Asshole. Hey, at least Great you show. didn't hold out that damn video this this episode. Thank I God. Know. I know. Well, trust me, there's more. There's so much more. Um, but yes, Not quick now into the show before he has a chance. No, I got it. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. God damn it. Oh, no, he's on fire. <laughs> Don't act interested in this video. He will not stop. You keep mentioning it. It's like candy. <laughs> it just comes in. It's crazy. Oh. Here we go again. God damn it. Oh, that's not good. No, it isn't. <laughs> we do need to bring back. The Wait a minute. Good game. So I, I, you know what? I need to work on it. I will. Uh, you know what? Next episode, uh, we will have a brand new uh, Squid Games redneck redneck Squid Games. You think that he would practice that without the fire first, right? No, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw I saw normal Cody in the background there. What happened? <laughs> I mean, was that like hold? Uh, look at me, cuz hold my beer. <laughs> uh, he couldn't handle his viper. <laughs> all right uh real quick uh, before he, all right we've got all awesome shows got new shows coming got awesome guests coming stay tuned um and yes awesome for heather to join us and yes you will see more of her she wants to be on this show she's more than welcome and she could be the third uh talking head on here so and the and the fourth could be rick dalton the fourth what you 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 went robot. <laughs> I said, and the fourth host could be Rick Dalton. God damn it! I need to look up who Rick, Rick Dalton, Dalton is. from. He's Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in. Once oh, upon time that's in his name. Oh, in the thing. okay. Oh, okay. I got it. All right. Yeah. Rick Dalton no, and Cliff Booth. Ah, oh, shit. That's right. What are you Man, doing? I I have to put this up because I'm um. Now this is coming back as oh, of when the fuck is it coming back? April fifth. <laughs> um, You're the fucking host. Back down. I'm not. Hey, look, look. I'm only doing this because I was asked to do it. I don't really want to. Well, no, I kind of want to do it. I guess. But yes, you do. Um, you might yeah, as well tell him, Mike. It's only going to be audio, no video. Yeah, and- no video because with the way the show is, we can't do video for this one and. Uh, I wouldn't want to do video because if I did, uh, I'd probably slip my wrist. So it's kind of like a radio play, and uh, Ben Stiller will be doing the voices of all the characters on it. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to stand up for John Rhodes real quick, where he said I didn't want to do it, and I'm just, you know what this is, and I got to press it. It's the fucking bullshit button. So yeah, you got the bullshit button, bro. <laughs> Thank you for all. No, all right. I, I, I do it's want to do it. I, yeah, I know. That's why I call it's bullshit. A lot. It's it's going right. to be a lot. <laughs> anyway, but well, anyway, all right. Uh, I I know it's getting late. Everybody, uh, thanks for joining the chat. Um, like I said, you can call in. Call into the show. We want to hear from you. 
Uh, we love everybody in the chat. We want to hear your voice. And you can cuss at us, you know, in audio and not just in chat. <laughs> uh, you can be the jury on uh, on the uh, movie court. Oh, yeah. We'll have another one. Yes, he did beat up Bruce Lee. Yes, Paul Rasso. Now I know who they're talking about. I thought you were talking about the Dalton from, <laughs> from Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to show you my dick. Remember? <laughs> that was his friend. What's his name? Uh, Sam. Sam. Sam, uh, Sam. No, Sam Elliott. What was his name in that? He's like the double douche. What? What the <laughs> fuck was his name in the goddamn movie? I forget. Anyway, all right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, any y'all want to tell anybody anything before we head out? Thanks for joining us, uh, especially everybody in the chat. Uh, it's been fun thanks to uh frank frank farrell <laughs> frank farrell <laughs> i had a, i have a mo momentary laugh i know the vipers, yes. the vipers getting to me uh like i said uh, but, uh, thanks to frank farrell for joining us uh looking forward to uh hearing more about spookies too yes uh, and <laughs> Oh, wait. What? What do you got? <laughs> Cripple Man. Cripple oh, no. Man. Don't say it. Cripple Man. Cripple Man. Cripple Man. Nope. Okay. He didn't come in. <laughs> Last time he played the video, I guess he didn't want to do it now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. They got the mob after him. Uh, Heather, was there anything you wanted to say before we head on out? Uh, no, thanks for having me, you guys. I had a blast. And uh, yeah, it was great. It's a fun time. No, for yep, sure. Thanks for, thanks for watching, everyone. Good night. Go to bed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, after all that, I still don't think I understand the plot of Spookies. You know what we need? We need one of those custom rap songs like at the end of Maniac Cop 2 last week. But I don't know where we... John! Yo! We got a guy named Duke and a proper named Mook. Happy birthday, Billy. Here's a bunch of balloons. You're gonna be buried alive very soon by a cat boy in a gold vest. It's confusing. Who is this older guy in a gray suit? He's hanging out with teens. It's inexplicable. And who's this other guy up in the attic? Talking to a princess, starting some static. He seems to like chess. Does he own the mansion? We're not offered any plot expansion. Here comes the Ouija board. Yuki, what's a spooky? I have no idea what's going on in this movie. Hey, we watch spookies. It's very confusing movie. Hey, we watch spookies. It's very confusing movie. Hey, we watch spookies. It's very confusing movie. Hey, we watch spookies. It's very so is it the Ouija board or the guy in the attic who wakes up the spookies? I don't know! Yo, I'm a spooky and I'm here to say I'm really, really spooky in a major way You're talking trash about the plot? Is that all you got? The street trash director was a steady cam The only thing we need are spooky thrills So sit back, relax, and take a chill pill Or drown out your sorrows in alcohol While we lay out this very super spooky role The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. 